It's been a season of uh, unity with your families uh, and with local uh, peoples and communities, maybe a time where you felt that things were uh, progressing in the world, um, things maybe are looking up for you as you're coming into this next season, you're hopeful, you're ready for something new. Um, but I know for, for many in the world and for maybe people watching today, um, things haven't always been that way and they don't seem like that. Um, perhaps um, this season has been a season that has maybe knocked you down a few pegs, you might feel. Um, perhaps this has been a season where you're, you're looking out into the future and you're wondering how the world will have changed, or perhaps you're wondering um, what has been lost um, from the past. Um, perhaps this has been a season in which um, the financial burdens or the burdens of uh, relationships have uh, come to a height in your life. Things have been stretched thin um, things haven't been so great at home. Um, perhaps this has been a, a season of isolation or fear or a season in which you've been lonely and wondered about um, where, what your place is in the world. Um, I wonder if for some if this hasn't been a season in which with all the busyness of life stripped away, um, if this hasn't been a season in which you've had to look in the mirror for a moment at the life that you've lived and you're wondering what is it that you're going back to? You're wondering um, what it is that your life has come to, <laughs> um, what things um, you have to expect. Um, you've had to face maybe certain memories, certain things about yourself, and certain painful things um, are finally coming to the surface during this time, and you're wondering what is next. Um, so on that note, uh, I'd like to share something that the Lord gave to me a few months ago, actually, before... Um, some of these transitions in the world started. Um, I had a dream, and I woke up from the dream, and I, and I wrote this down, so I thought I might read it to you this morning. I thought it was fitting. Um, so I wrote, I had a dream uh, in which I was a teacher in a preschool or a kindergarten class. And in this class, uh, it wasn't a peaceful setting. It was chaos. Um, there was rambunctious five-year-olds bouncing off the walls, nobody listening, everybody doing their own thing, talking at once, being loud, obnoxious, the way you might expect um, young children to be um, unsupervised, running about. Um, but as I'm walking around, I'm this teacher. Um, uh, I'm not walking about in a disciplinarian <laughs> mindset, and I'm not walking about um, perturbed or annoyed or anxious about what's going on around me. Uh, instead, um, I'm smiling. I'm enjoying being in the midst of these children. I'm watching them. I'm getting in on their fun little conversations, the way they're interacting with one another, and I'm watching them, and I'm loving them, and I'm seeing them for the people that they are. Uh, um, there's nothing but adoration and love that I'm feeling towards them. And at the end of the dream, um, all the class clears out. All the children leave. They go to their next activity. Um, but there's one child remaining, um, not just looking sad, this child, but this child is looking mortified. Um, and she's standing there. It's a young girl. She has these little tears pooling up in, your, in her eyes. You can imagine this. Um, and in her outstretched hand, uh, she's holding a broken porcelain teacup. And it's the kind of thing you might see in antique shops. It's delicate. It's well-crafted, intricately decorated, and it's shattered in the hands of a young child. So I get down on one knee so I could look her in the eyes. Um, I wasn't smiling, but it wasn't because of the thing that she had done. It was that look on her face that she had. And what else can you do when you see such a, li a little girl so, so scared and so upset? Um, so I take her little hand, 
And before she can say anything or try to explain herself or try to justify or even, or even try to um, lay out her guilty little heart, uh, I, I take her by the hand and I, t I take her to a corner of the room and I show her there's a hutch in the corner of this uh, classroom. Uh, and when I open this hutch, uh, it's filled not with just hundreds, but hundreds upon hundreds of new teacups, shelf upon shelf and row upon row. And this little girl just stands amazed. <laughs> her mouth is wide open, but she still doesn't quite understand. So I reach up and I take one down and I simultaneously take the broken cup from her hand and press in the brand new cup. It's a whole cup. Uh, it's, it's completely whole. And, and she's astonished and she's standing there and grasping her hands around the cup. Uh, I say to her, did you think that I would ever give you something and not know that it might, not, that it might break? I'm always ready and I have more than enough. And as I come into the waking world, and the dream starts to dissipate around me, things spin around. <laughs> and this is my favorite part. Um, the world spins around, and I realize that I'm in the eyes of the child, and I'm having the cup pressed into my hands, and it feels about this big, uh, and it's new, and it's shining, and it's, and it's whole. And I'm looking up, and the person who's staring me in the eyes is Jesus himself, smiling, and he's proud, and he's placing that cup in my hand. So today, I just thank you, Jesus, that that's the Jesus you are in our world. That whatever we feel is lost or broken in ourselves or in the things around us or in the situation or our financial burdens or the, the, the economy or the international connections, Jesus, you make things all things new. You have more than enough to supply us. So I thank you. I thank you, Jesus, and I welcome the new things to come because I know and I trust the Father God who looks after me. In your name, amen. That's really good, Peter. Thank you. You can come on up now to Joyce. We can have just a few announcements and then... We'll get into the word here together. That was quite a dream. That was. Okay, a few announcements, and then Doug will have you do the show the tech stuff right after I'm done with this here. Um, check out the um, Facebook pages for. Healing class, it's TCC, and then healing class, preschool kids, elementary kids, kids got to see that. Um, and then also youth group, Peter and Linnea have been teaching every week. There's te new teachings on there, and you can go back, look back to get past ones there. And um, we also want to mention again to... Anyone that would like to pray with someone about whatever, you know, maybe going on here during this time when we aren't meeting here to pray with each other, um, just give Pastor Dean or Joyce and I a call. Pastor Dean, you can call him at 586-2960. That's actually the church's number. Our number would be 586-2854. 
or you can email too if you want to communicate that way. It's T Strike, not 10, but T Strike Church at gmail.com. And then Wednesday, we'll be having a live stream again. If you didn't get to see the one from last week where Gus Shogren got to share a testimony, just a very encouraging testimony of the Lord's hand upon our lives, and maybe we could call it some of the most impossible situations that he's, as Heather was reading this morning, able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we even ask or think. You need to, to watch that one from last Wednesday. And then uh, if you want to hear the audio of the Sunday messages, they are um, on SoundCloud dot com slash ten strike church you can hear or you can go on to our website also to find those and then for giving um, we can do that by mail at ten strike community church post office box 67 ten strike minnesota 56683 or you can give online that's uh, at our website again that's ten strike church dot com we do have a couple current offerings. We have a benevolent fund that we're giving to for offerings that's in addition to tithes. And that's for those that may have needs of essential things in your life. And we want you to let us know if you have a need, for example, for food. Um, just please give us a call for that too. And then also we're giving toward live streaming you may be seeing that there's improvements coming and things that are needed, like for making the sound quality get to a higher place and so forth. We're getting a new computer and monitor that's needed for this live streaming. This is something we're going to continue to do after you all are back here again. We're going to continue to live stream because we have seen that uh, not only just our church folks, church family are joining us, but quite a few other people as well, all across the states, actually. And so we're going to keep on doing that, but we're giving that opportunity for that offering as well. I was in a Zoom meeting with pastors from Bemidji again this Thursday, and the closest guesstimate, and that's guesstimate, uh, for returning to our gathering in the church houses is at this point probably June 7, possibly May 31st. You know, that's Pentecost Sunday, and uh, the bars and restaurants are able to open on the 1st of June, at least according to the timetable as it's now on that monitor that the governor sent out, or, uh, that dial that he showed. But actually, Worship services were before the bars and, and uh, restaurants on that dial, if you know what I'm talking about. So we're thinking possibly the 31st even might, but we just don't know. You can be praying about that. I did have a call from Adam sharing this or um, email, and also Dan Sadek confirmed this later in the week, this thought, that next week, and... Um, you know, however many weeks it is that before we uh, are 
back here together, able to fellowship this way, it is opening up tomorrow, beginning tomorrow, that we can have groups of 10 in a home. And uh, so the thought is that like next Sunday when we live stream, we will be live streaming next week, that uh, you could invite some into your home or you could, and we believe that you can do this. You know, think of those that you would uh, have a piece of getting together in their home if you, and just go for it. And then watch together the service and then you can fellowship as well. But then also you can uh, pray for one another and so forth. But uh, just be free to do that. If you would like to do it, you don't have a connection, you don't know where that you could go, please call Pastor Dean or, or you could call me or email us and we will try to connect you with a place where you could do that. That would be great. That would really be good. And so, um, be praying for Josiah. Uh, Doug has been just a, uh, a lead guy with the streaming stuff. Next week, he's not gonna be able to be here, so Josiah is gonna be our lead guy there, and uh, we'll be praying for him and others that are helping with this. We're so thankful for everybody that helps. And at this time, Doug is gonna show you a couple things, and so I'm gonna turn it over to him right now. Good morning. So I wanted to show you guys how to find us on YouTube or point other people to find us. Of course, you found us if you're watching this morning. But we want to make sure that you stay connected. So, of course, uh, you can search for 10 Strike Community Church. Um, I'll just show you here. You should be watching my phone right now. <laughs> okay, so you search for 10 Strike Community Church. It'll bring up the 10 Strike Community Church channel. You can click on that. And then, of course, the red subscribe button here at the top. Um, that's how you're going to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And then you want to hit the, excuse me, you want to hit the notifications bell right beside that. That's right here and then click all. This way you'll be notified when we start a live stream. And another little trick you can do is um, you can actually click on the live stream that we have set up for um, the week to come, if there is one. Um, I usually try to get that up by Thursday or Friday, and then there'll be a, there'll be a little notification um, deal right here that says remind me, right where that, that little deal is floating. And you can click on that, and it'll give you notification 30 minutes before the live stream and when it begins, so you don't forget. Uh, the other thing I wanted to show you was um, here we go, how to actually get to it on a browser. So here's our Facebook page. What you do, of course, is click on the link for the live stream that we post every week. And you'll scroll down and right underneath, big red subscribe button, click on that. And then you can click the notifications bell and click all. And that'll do the same thing. So that's how you do it. Okay, thank you, Doug. Uh, like I said, I believe this word is going to make a difference in your life. Yes. Yes. Uh, the enemy does not want you to hear this. And the message title would be The Power of Words in Our Life. And I believe you are going to receive this. You're yes. going to get this yes. today. A summary. Go ahead. I believe this is for children also that are listening. Children. I see children. 
listening and learning from this. The Bible, a summary might be this, that the Bible tells us that life and death are in the power of words. Words. This is an extremely important truth concerning words, whether they are spoken or written. And I have this sense right now that there are people right now watching that have been going through extreme battles in the spirit realm where the enemy has tried to deceive you with his lies and keep you from the truth of the word of God. Words are so important. The ultimate standard of words is a word of God. And that's where we need to be so founded on, so grounded on, that when the enemy comes in, that we have that word. And we're not just hearers of it, but we're doers of that word. I'm talking about it could be in the financial realm. It could be in relational realms. It could be physical in your body. It could be in your mind. It could be in your emotions. The Bible says in Proverbs 18:21, it says, your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life. And the talkative person will reap the consequences. It's a thing of being aware of what's coming out of our mouth. But you know what? It's not just words that we say. It'll be words that we text or Twitter or tweet or whatever we do these days. They can be written words too or mail, letters, things like that. And words are like seeds. Jesus likened words to seeds. What happens when you plant a summer squash? Seed. I got one here because I just planted some two days ago. And this is summer squash. This isn't zucchini. This is summer squash. That's what it says on here. And we like to use these a certain way to fry them and then stir fries. But this particular one is really good frying in the pan. And um, I'm really believing, I have trust in this fairy morse company that's been here since 1856, that what I put in the ground is going to become one of these squash that Joyce and I can eat or whoever is at our place that time that we can eat it. Um, words are like seeds. We can understand the power of words is to see them as seeds. And that's what Jesus said in the parable of the sower, that the seed was the word of God. And I can plant seed thoughts every day yes. in my own mind, with my mouth, but I can plant seeds in your mind too, with my mouth, with words. 
thoughts, but also I can send you a text and plant words in your mind or emails or letters. Those words can be words that plant thoughts or images of life or thoughts and images of death. They are words that plant thoughts of encouragement or they can be planting discouragement, love or hate, peace or strife, clarity or confusion. The words. You know, last week, we were, Joyce and I were talking about a letter that I found that she had sent in 1973 in March. It was around Easter time, and we got into that a little bit. And I did have a devotional she sent along with it. I was thinking to get into last week. I never did. But this week I was, I was thinking of different things that Joyce has shared with me over the years that have been words of encouragement. I got a few of them right here. And I'm going to have her read something that she shared with me over the years. And it's a... Yeah. Don't you read it? Yeah, just read it. This morning, this morning, I read this really powerful devotional and just thought of you, Steve, right away. And how you really must walk by faith as you face an unknown future as you graduate from Northwestern. And then the rest of that I did read last time. The devotional, this is what it says. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. In some circumstances, which we have right now. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you for your peace upon my husband, Steve. We thank you for your peace within and around. We draw the bloodline of Jesus around him in Jesus' name for rightness, stability there, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, your strength is undergirding him and us right now. Your spirit is directing us. Thank you, Father. We trust in you, Lord. I'm going to go to the scripture, Isaiah 26, 3, which he has later in his notes. But before um, the service began, I was in the fellowship hall, just quietly asking the Lord, what, what is it? Is there something you want me to share, because Steve had asked me if I would be here to share it with him. And just didn't have real clarity. I had something yesterday, I thought possibly, but today it's Isaiah 26, verse 3. God, you will keep him in perfect peace, 
whose mind is stayed on you, fixed on you, focused on you, because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for in the Lord is everlasting strength. What I have written in the side of my Bible here is that on January 1, 2016, I have mom's house in Leota. Steve and I were staying overnight in my mom's house in the basement bedroom. And that night I had like a dream. I, I experienced that my mother had passed away. We were getting through the funeral and we were taking care. We were doing all kinds of things with her house. And I can remember my pillow was wet. It was so real to me that I got up after that and I went to look in mom's bedroom upstairs, but she was lying in the bed. I could tell she was breathing. But the scripture, then I came back down to the basement. I knelt by one of mom's chairs down there and just began to pray about what I had experienced. And he gave me this scripture, Isaiah 26, 3. And he personalized it for me. I knew it was pertaining to a time when there would be preparation for mom's funeral and us daughters having to deal with her house. But that didn't happen for two more years. And so what he did for me, mom, when I got up the next morning, she was frying her famous bacon. No, she microwaved it. No, it was in the oven, I think. Anyway, she loved to serve us lots of bacon when we were there from Leota's meat place. And um, she was fine. There was nothing wrong with mom that morning. I, maybe I told Steve, I don't remember if I told Steve or not. I didn't tell anyone else. But I have it written in my Bible, and I kept going back to that word. Because it was like that word was bringing me life it was not the thing of fearing death, fearing change, fearing transition, but he's saying, Joyce, he's saying to you, you keep your mind focused on me, and he is his word. So I would keep going back to that scripture. I have it on my scripture cards. I even have a framed picture with that scripture in. And it continued to feed and nourish me. And this morning, this is what I am sharing with you. Peter already, the, the essence of what he shared with that dream, there's such a full meaning to that. And we want to absorb that. But this morning I'm saying that the Father God, by his Holy Spirit, can give you a word from the word 
that is totally for you. It's for you. It's just for you. And it's probably a word that you will want to keep repeating back to yourself on an ongoing basis. So this morning I sat in the fellowship hall and I read my notes how on December 31, 2017, in the presence of Steve and I and my sister Sharon, we watched our mother pass to glory in a holy experience there at the Edgebrook Care Center. I remember sharing this scripture with family. I shared it often with mom. I wrote her, tried to write her lots of notes during those two years. I shared it with her over the phone and increasingly I would go back to that scripture. I shared that scripture by my mom's bedside there in the care center as she was getting weaker. But the strength of that word that I spoke to her brought strength to her. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. And then just yesterday, I was walking around the house, and all of a sudden, I had, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. I knew that was a scripture. I love to Google. I'll go Bible and then say the little bit of the phrase that has come to my mind, and it always finds it for me. This is Isaiah 30, verse 15. This is what the Father God is saying to us today. And I did have the opportunity to share this yesterday with our son Andy. In returning and rest, you shall be saved. I believe in the Hebrew it says you'll find victory in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. So I thank you, Lord. And here this morning, I'm in the fellowship hall, turning into my Bible to this. I had not looked at this in my Bible yesterday because I had seen it on my iPhone. Here I have September 20, 2017, Mom at the Edgebrook Care Center. I shared that verse with her. I shared it with her several times. And then I shared it with her closer. It was in December, December 11. I shared that word with her. Now I wrote it in pertaining to, like Peter said, the transitions that we're in uh, as we're coming through this um, uh, coronavirus pandemic. I believe today what the Holy Spirit is wanting to refresh you with and, and restore you with, he wants to give you a personal word from his word 
that you know this is for me. This is mine. Even write it in your Bible or in your iPhone. Make note of that. Personalize it. Believe it to be Father God speaking to you as his child. Believe it to be true. Believe it to be unshakable, as Adam shared with us. Believe that word for you. Turn it into a prophetic word for your life. In this day and hour, we hear so much, we see so much. Like my iPhone, I was going to go try and find a... This morning, the fellowship hall, I was going to go to the Hebrew for this certain verse. And you go, and it just slaps you in the face. There's something else popping up on the screen with, this is the latest news. And um, it would be wonderful. It's lots of good news, but it's not always that way. So what he wants us to do today is ask him, receive from him that personal word from him to you, and then run with it. Speak it to yourself. If it's such a thing that you want to share it with someone, you can do that, or you may end up ministering that word that the Lord gave you to someone else. So, Father, in Jesus' name today, we just thank you. We thank you for your precious word. We love your word. Teach us, Holy Spirit, how to uh, dig into it more, how to receive it more. In Jesus' name, your life. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. We bless you, Lord. Did you want to close, Steve? Hallelujah. <laughs> Actually, I think you're doing just great. I'll just let you... Well, I'm done. Yeah, well... <laughs> what time is it? It's about time to oh, wrap her time. up. Okay. Well, we just... Thank you, Lord, that your yes. word is truth. And whatever stands or comes against us at any point in our lives, that your word is higher. Your word is the truth. Yes. And yes, as we were saying, if the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against him. And we know that the standard of words is your word. The standard of truth is your word. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. And we know that we are not fighting a flesh and blood war. Thank you, Lord. But it's a war in the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. And we look beyond the things in the natural and we see the things in the spirit. And what we see there is that we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. 
We are more than conquerors through you who loved us. And we give you thanks for our Lord that Jesus, you took the curse for us, you bore it. Your anointing breaks the yokes of bondage. Thank you, Lord. Sets us free from the curse of the law. Yes. And we pray this for anyone out there that is watching or listening today in their specific situations of life and circumstances, that you would touch them, minister to them, and bring them your wholeness. Yes, Lord. Oh, our merciful God and gracious Heavenly Father and, and Holy Spirit and our Lord Jesus Christ, in your name yes. and by your blood, by your great redemptive work, your great redemptive work, we thank you that your guard and protection is around us. And we thank you that's true mentally, emotionally, relationally, financially, in every realm. And we also now, together, as a church family and others who are with us, we believe that this involves colds or flus, coronavirus, bacterial infection or viral infections, any kind of infection. Any cancers, any tumors, any growths, lumps, masses of any kind. We address you right now in the name of Jesus, and we say the name of Jesus is greater. And he bore our sicknesses and carried our pains. Heart disease, lung disease, arthritis, diabetes, intestinal problems, gut problems, kidneys. We speak, we speak to those kidneys and we say, you are at full function. Jesus spoke to the fig tree and we can speak to whatever we need to in our lives and in our bodies. I was just reading a study this morning where plants, they've done scientific studies that show that plants grow better if words, the right words are spoken to them. Our words, Lord, we submit them to you And we speak forth life, we speak forth health to all that are listening, that all that are seeing today, right to that specific thing in their life. And specifically mental oppression too. 
In Jesus' name, we stand against it. Lord, thank you that the battle is not ours, it's yours. You already won it for us. We can rest in you, we can nest in you, fully be blessed in you, and receive. Just receive. We can be still and know that you are God. We can be still, cease striving, New American Standard Bible. Cease striving and know that you are God. Hallelujah. Praise your holy name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. In Jesus' name. Love you. Yes.